0: Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome back to our fourth podcast of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman.
1: And I am Gloria Ackerman.
0: And... This is a podcast about M.A.S.H., the TV show. In this week's episode, we will be talking about uh, Colonel Blake for our uh, Tencent Origin for a character. And we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Bananas, Crackers, and Nuts. And Season 1, Episode 8, Cowboy. So there you have those up front in case you want to uh, go and watch them first. That sort of thing because, as we say every week, uh, you know, we do this because we love the show, and all the episodes of MASH are available on DVD. You can get them, you know, I'm sure through, like, Amazon or the like, and also you can get them from Netflix. All the episodes from all the seasons are out there. So, again, Season 1, Episode 7, Season 1, Episode 8, so we're finishing off the first disc. So, um, let's yeah, let's talk about Colonel Blake, McLean Stevenson.
1: Mac- McLean Stevenson. Um, the the best way I think I have of describing him is a good old boy type. Um, he isn't very military. He's the first one to go play golf above his men, as you'll see in hmm. tonight's episode. Um, just a good old boy that is a surgeon who was... Drafted in the army.
0: Yeah. Um, we definitely get the sense in the show, not quite as much in the movie, I don't think, but definitely in the show, that he's kind of this bumbling idiot in ways. I mean, he's he's a good surgeon. You know, he's definitely above the level of uh, Frank Burns in terms of ability, but he's not as good as Hawkeye. But um, the the other characters take advantage of that. From time to time. Uh, Hawkeye and Trapper certainly know how to manipulate Colonel Blake to get what they want. And if they can't do it directly, then radar usually can.
1: Right. Because of this up ep- I, I think these episodes, Frank was a little tougher than he normally is. So, yeah. Or um, Henry. Sorry, <laughs> was a little tougher than he normally is. Yeah. He thought, what what's the right thing to do? And mm-hmm. he did them this time. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, then they used radar. Radar.
0: Yeah, because Radar's a company clerk. He knows how to work, Henry. Um, We see at the end of season three that they really have formed a sort of father-son bond, and it's very sweet. Um, But Radar definitely knows how to get Colonel Blake to sign things when he needs. Um, In one of the episodes, I don't think we've seen it yet. Yeah, I think that's still coming up. Uh, I believe it's called The Sniper. And it might be in season one. It might be in season two. It's where there's a sniper assaulting the camp, and uh, Hawkeye has this idea to surrender, so they can still take in casualties and take care of them. And Colonel Blake is in the, uh, his like in Radar's office, and he says, "Now, I, I was told specifically at Command School." And they said this specifically to me. I don't know why. Blake, never surrender without orders. I don't know why they emphasize that to me so much. So he he really is this kind of bumbling character. But at the same time, we do get a lot of wisdom from him.
1: Even today's episode, I'm, I'm thinking back to when radar asked him i need you to sign these papers i need you to sign these papers and he mm-hmm. said no i'm not signing any papers today sign them for me so he said okay i start signed it for him he says now sign this paper saying i can sign this for you and he's like okay now that i'll sign yeah you know so <laughs> yeah. it's the bumbling
0: yeah there's an episode where um or is it he doesn't want to sign so radar has him initial everywhere and then he signs another form that says that he initialed <laughs> where he was supposed to sign. Were so, you, same... Yeah, same sort of thing. But again, he has, he has this very deep wisdom that does come out. Like, um, there, there's an episode where Hawkeye has to operate on one of his best friends from back home, and his best friend ends up dying. Oh. And, um, and he's crying, and he says, I've watched a lot of young men die, why am I crying over this one? and Colonel Blake has one of those wisdom filled moments where it's things two rules they taught me in command school is rule number one uh, like doctors can't save like you know save them all or no um young men die in war young men die and rule number two two is doctors can't change rule Rule number number one one. yeah so he does have this way of really making a point at the right time but <laughs> no he's still a womanizer as much as trapper is even though he's married and has some beautiful a beautiful daughter at home who,
1: who he loves
0: who he loves absolutely right. um, yeah
1: this is his his at-war persona mm-hmm. then he has his at-home persona yeah. he's just made life for himself in mm-hmm. both places yeah he tried to make camp just like home yeah
0: I think no, because, I so.
1: I, you know, it's not like he's not in love with his wife.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he definitely is. You know, we see that in an episode where she sends some film. Right. I don't know if we've watched that one. But nope, not yet. Okay. I must but have watched that with Laura. Mean. Yeah. She sends some film and he's talking. Uh, Trapper and Hawkeye say, how did you land her, Henry? <laughs> well, it was at the freshman mixer. She was on Buzz Belinsky, captain of the football team. Oh, what did you do? I went right over and begged her to go out with me. (laughs) Yeah, now Buzz is the biggest cement contractor in the whole Midwest. Wow, really saved her from a life of prosperity there, huh, Henry? (laughs) (laughs) So, So, yeah. But he does well. Um, Good
1: guy. An all-around good guy. um, Yeah,
0: and we might as well say as well, since he's in it only for three seasons... Um, Like Wayne Rogers, uh, Trapper John leaves at the end of season three. We don't really get a goodbye episode from him, but, uh, and spoilers. So if you don't want to hear the rest of this little bit, you might want to fast forward about a minute. Um, The iconic early season episode is Abyssinia Henry. And that's uh where Henry dies.
1: And I remember watching that original episode and bawling. Yeah crying my eyes out, because mm. there wasn't any internet back then, or, yeah. you know, there wasn't any spoilers for mm-hmm. anything, you you just didn't know when there was an episode like that, and I, yeah. I remember people just very oh, upset.
0: I, I still cry at that yeah. episode, and, you know, Henry gets to go home, he gets his orders, and everybody's so happy for him, and they're giving him a big send-off, and he gets a new suit from <laughs> Hawkeye Trapper and Radar, and then the episode ends, we're in surgery like we often are and Radar stumbles in without a mask and I think Trapper makes a comment if it's my discharge orders just give it to me straight and Radar says Colonel Henry Blake's plane was shot down over the Sea of Japan it spiraled in there were no survivors and it's just dead and you see Hot Lips and she's crying and You just see all the faces behind the masks, and you can see this agony in their eyes.
1: But you still hear in the background the click, click, click of all the surgical Mm -hmm. tools hitting together and working in the dead silence. It's uh, almost eerie.
0: And then you hear something hit the floor, which is a clipboard, by the way. Somebody off camera (laughs) dropped a clipboard, and, and that started everything back up. But that's how they wanted Colonel Blake to go out, was in a very memorable way. And that's another caveat, and I know I'll mention this uh, during that episode, but they didn't give the actors the last pages of the episode until oh. just before they filmed them. So those are genuine reactions.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, those are genuine reactions to Colonel Blake passing.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. you know it, it was a very powerful episode, and... I think just about every comedy show that could has used that um family Guy certainly has a number of other shows have made light of that episode, but it's a very powerful one the other as powerful one for me is when radar leaves when he leaves the bear no oh, yes, so but yeah, Colonel Blake, father figure to radar um father figure to the camp, but a bumbling sort of commander.
1: Very loved by all, including Margaret and Frank.
0: Yeah, in the end. So, there you go. A little longer awesome. <laughs> than intense in yeah. origin. But Henry, despite only being there for three seasons, was a very important character. Definitely.
1: Right, yeah. right. He set the tone. Um, but now we're going on to episode seven, uh, Bananas, Crackers, and Nuts. Hmm. A little synopsis is um, they begin in surgery. I thought it was kind of funny that it, a way that they showed that they've been in surgery a long time is they were the nurses were feeding the doctors dry sandwiches, feeding them through or drinking through tubes. They were exhausted. Trapper um, was
0: sleeping on a surgical table.
1: Right, <laughs> and what and. They tried waking him up, but actually had to hit him hard before he woke up. So that was their way of showing that they were exhausted. So um, Hawkeye and Trapper asked Henry for R and R for a week, but. Henry's off on his own trip, so who does he leave in charge? Who he has to leave in charge, Frank Burns, which means Margaret Mm -hmm. My,
0: Yeah, (laughs) basically. So
1: they requested, their request for R&R was turned down, and they had a, a psychiatrist come to observe him. To observe who? Uh, Hawkeye, Wine. because oh yeah, ha- yeah, <laughs> Hawkeye decided to go crazy. Sorry, so that uh, Frank Burns would give him R and R rather than just asking him right out. He thought if I'm crazy, he'll send me away. Trapper said I'm the only one that can handle him. You have to send me with him. So he, Hawkeye does this whole little thing where he comes in with liver and he's perfectly sterile and everything. He, all his surgical tools and he's eating liver and. And um, Frank Burns says, we didn't have liver. We had pork chops. And he said, "Ah, yeah, but a certain North Korean.
0: (laughs) The one that croaked? Yes.
1: (laughs) So it was just kind of an eerie. And then Frank Burns went to touch him, and he went all ballistic. (laughs) He also turned down Nurse Cutler in front of everyone and tons of things that made him just not, we knew that he was losing it. Well, at least he was putting on that show for Frank Burns. Um, but then the psychiatrist decided he was going to take um, Hawkeye back to Seoul for observation. So, again, tra- Hawkeye thought of a way to keep the um, psychiatrist, had Trapper John switch the signs on the door um. and, of Major Houlihan's tent. And so it looked like... and. Radar also was in on this by pretending Major Houlihan was giving him little gestures and saying that he kept staring at the psychiatrist, who was uh, Captain Philip Sherman. Mm -hmm. And um, Captain Philip Sherman then ended up in Margaret Houlihan's tent after Trapper John switched the signs. And... The lights were turned were off. They, you know, the wiring was disconnected. So he so couldn't tell. So it was tell. in the dark.
0: He couldn't tell that it was her tent.
1: Right. So then Margaret came in, not knowing that Colonel uh, Sherman was in there, Captain. and started on. Oh, Captain, sorry. <laughs> Sherman was in there and started undressing, and he's like, "Hoo hoo."
0: Yeah, because he, he had a thing for, her. like, what, earlier yeah. in the episode, didn't he say, uh, I waited for you in that bar in San Francisco until 4 a.m.? And she never yeah. showed. so I said I wouldn't come, uh-huh. I know, but I waited anyway.
1: And you could see, by the way, he looked at her throughout the whole show. He was enamored with her. Mm-hmm. So, he starts attacking her and kissing her. And yeah. She screams for help, and... Rita our Hawkeye and Trapper just kind of stood outside and let Frank Burns come in and prove that the psychiatrist was the one that needed a little bit of help and again they worked their magic they got their R&R as they were leaving what did you hear choppers (laughs) so uh, Henry Blake held out his hand and made them turn in their weak passes it was very sad they deserved it but that was just a short explanation of what happened you'll watch it and see what you think
0: yeah it you know like I said right after watching this um I didn't feel like this episode really had a deep message to it but that's okay not all of them have to it was it was just a very funny episode very funny yeah um it did have a lot of firsts in terms of the series which I like to note and point out um Some of which would be, uh, even Laura commented on this that uh, when Trapper and Hawkeye get out of surgery, they go back to the swamp because uh, Trapper wants to eat. And Hawkeye said, "Don't be silly. You can't can't do that to your stomach." Yeah, you need a martini first. Trapper says, (laughs) "All right, just one." Hawkeye, a big one. Trapper, how big? (laughs) Imagine. An olive the size of a basketball. Okay. But so, it was
1: very sad when they got inside. What happened?
0: Well, they were both in surgery for 12 hours, so nobody put anything <laughs> in distill distillery to make gin. So they started fighting, and they sat down, and they actually said, what's it happening? We're having our first fight. Yeah. So it, it, that played into, you know, the, the needing R&R thing. But it's cool just to see them have a fight it's like okay well they are they do have this sort of relationship like people would you know it's not perfect good friends
1: and good friends don't always get along perfect
0: yeah um
1: Uh, one thing that i noted that i mm -hmm. hadn't noticed before that um they don't have military haircuts no is you know i i just i was looking at it and Um, My husband was watching some history show Mm -hmm. on the Korean War, and all of them had the short hair. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back to watching this, Mm -hmm. I thought that's one thing that I noticed is different from real life, is they, not one of them, radar. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I, in my mind, that's an attempt to show that the M.A.S.H. really isn't...
1: Oh, that makes sense. ...arming.
0: You know, because they they do make that distinction several times. Is that like none of the doctors are really army? They're, right. They're drafted, but they're not U.S. Army. Because
1: Frank Burns has the shorter hair, and I and the Penobscot character that's coming up has the army hair.
0: hmm But the I think in my mind, and it might just be an oversight, because it's not like they try and be right very <laughs> historically accurate. Um, in my mind, it's just to show that yeah they're not really a military outfit they're they're drafted doctors who are just trying to do their job and keep people alive.
1: I just thought since there wasn't a real theme that we could sure. discuss some of those. Oh no, absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah um what else? um some other unique things I noticed we hear my blue heaven again. um that song keeps coming back every so often. Uh, Trapper and Hawkeye are singing it before they're about to go on leave, before the MP stop them, so that Captain Sherman can come in and observe Hawkeye.
1: Uh, another thing, Radar calls Major Hoolahan, sir, sir, yeah. uh, sir, I mean, ma'am, sir, what sir? <laughs> Just get out. Just get out. You know, so yeah. it's how he looks at her, he doesn't look at her as a, a woman or a man,
0: Well, and I also think that that goes towards um, Radar's naivete that we're starting to see develop. Right. You know, that a very naive sort of character that he becomes is just...
1: Sir, ma'am, doesn't matter, you're all sirs, you're my boss.
0: But I do think that you're right, it definitely... He doesn't... (laughs) He sees Margaret as more of a... (laughs) I guess an authority figure, which would be... A sir. A sir, him. yeah. And, um, you know, she des- definitely has the up bun do, so yeah. she's the uptight Margaret Houlihan, so that fits. Until Captain Sherman comes, then her hair. Then her hair is down. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: was she putting that message out there? Hmm. I
0: yeah. Um, another first, I think this is the first time where we actually see the company clerk's office with Radar's bunk... I don't think we had seen that before Episode 7. We I think
1: it's seen, it looked smaller, though. When you mentioned, oh, there's Radar's mm-hmm. bunk,
0: mm-hmm. I thought
1: in other episodes I think he has more room, or maybe not.
0: I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think this is the first time we actually see
1: the outside
0: that room. Because otherwise it's always, like, from Henry's office or from the outside of the hospital, which, I, yeah.
1: I did like that thing. Uh, no one ne- wanted... Oh, no, never mind. That's the next episode. That's, that's the next episode. episode. I, don't I, okay. I, I <laughs> know exactly where I, what you're talking <laughs> yes. about. No, that's next episode because of what's going on there. Yes. So hold on to that okay, thought. Okay, will do.
0: Um, another first-time thing. This isn't the only time that they do this, but I think this is the first time that Hawkeye and Trapper use blackmail or a form of uh, manipulation to get what they want.
1: You don't think they've used manipulation in every episode so far? Well,
0: not to this extent. I mean, this is a very active case of it. You know, this is them sending radar to To do something. But then also, they disabled the light bulb in Margaret's tent. They changed the sign on Margaret's tent. They had radar lead Captain Sherman to Margaret's tent. (laughs) It was a very Oh, active, and they
1: had Radar pretend that Margaret was yeah. giving him signs. Yeah,
0: I mean, they've used Radar before. We saw that the... Right, in with the, the cards. Uh, in the...
1: The poker game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was even thinking in... um, Oh, goodness, what was the episode called? Uh, Yankee Doodle Doctor.
1: Oh, where he was...
0: Where he kind of played interference with the director, the director right. but all he did was distract him and then hawkeye and trapper went and exposed the film here they use radar to distract captain sherman but then they also you, like they
1: had the whole plan
0: they had the whole everything plan. had
1: to work in order yeah in order for it to work
0: yeah so i mean which it did yeah so you know that that's kind of what i'm saying is that i see that as the first time and it's not the last time that no, they no. do it in fact there's an episode with um leslie nielsen oh where they do something very similar to this setup where they make him think that That he's he's (sighs) losing his marbles and they keep moving his tent around the compound and they move the megaphone around the compound so it's
1: i didn't realize that was leslie nielsen until you just said it
0: yeah the ring banger yeah
1: yes i i know the episode but i didn't Recognize? Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: a lot of guest stars in here that you don't notice until you actually go back and watch again. Because uh, he still had gray hair, but a lot of the rest of them look younger. Right. Yeah. So I uh, like uh, Lawrence Fishburne. That's the one I was thinking of. He plays a soldier in an episode, and now he's on you know, like Blackish. Uh, he was on what else? I can't remember, but he became a big actor too. Okay. Anyway, tangent back to (laughs) (laughs) back to episode back to episode yeah um i think i i don't see a whole lot else that i really have about this episode i think you hit it all in the summary
1: yeah um if you're wondering what the captain looked like he was famous for love american style that's what he did in Rockford Files he played a friend of Rockford so that is the psychologist gentleman and
0: and he also plays a plastic surgeon on another episode of MASH really yep (laughs) except there he's Hawkeye and Trapper's friend (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah was it Trapper might have been uh BJ but they bring him back on to give a nose job nose job yep operation nose lift
1: yep okay nose job
0: yep any okay. other any other no, comments? No, that's on?
1: all I have on this one, so okay. I don't know if you want to give a short...
0: Sure, yeah, uh, you know, just as a last comment on this one. Oh, okay. Um okay. It was just a good episode. It was a nice, funny episode uh, when you have a title, Bananas, Crackers, and Nuts. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: right, you know someone's going to be Bananas, Crackers, and, and nuts. nuts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, so episode eight from season one was titled Cowboy. And uh, it starts with a chopper incoming, and sets down. They get the wounded off, and the chopper pilot gets out, takes a step, and you see this big red blotch on his uh, right shoulder, and he falls down. And that's the cowboy. That's his call name, his call sign, and he's clearly been shot. So they take him into surgery. Uh, a unique, a couple things about this episode in surgery. We see Father Mulcahy. He's in there. We see Ugly John again, even though he doesn't really say anything. Ugly John is there as the anesthetist on the wounded soldier that Cowboy brought in. I thought it was... well, I'll get to that. Um, (laughs) I want to put in all this, but no. Just a quick summary. Uh, They both come out of surgery. They're okay. But there's clearly something bothering Cowboy. There's something on his mind and he asks Hawkeye when they're in post-op uh, would this be back to get me sent home at least for a little while and Hawkeye just says "You know, I'll see what I can do. Henry's in a mood um, starts out with uh, Trapper trying to take a nurse on a jeep ride and uh, the colonel squashes that um, then Hawkeye tries to get him to send Cowboy home for a while, and he says no. And then we start to see things go on in camp. It starts off with uh, Hawkeye makes a one whole golf course to try and help settle Henry's nerves. It's a par 29. <laughs> they drive off of the helicopter pad, and uh, once they get down to the ball, uh, Colonel... Blake says, How, what should I use from here? Hawkeye says, I think you should give it everything you got. Why is that? Well, you're about a half a mile from the hole, <laughs> so about a 1,000 yards. Um, but then he, Colonel Blake gets out his driver. He goes up to hit, and the ball gets shot, and it explodes. Well, that's the first thing. Later, uh, and it
1: came from camp
0: came from camp which they specify yes even Hawkeye
1: (laughs) said could it be a sniper and Colonel Blake said nope it came from camp
0: yeah um then we see Colonel Blake uh he's having some uh Alka-Seltzer to try and settle his stomach because when they leave the golf outing well Henry we can't go back yet this is to help you help your nerves that's okay I have (laughs) them
1: Yeah, that was good. So
0: Henry lays down for the night after having some Alka-Seltzer. And a jeep starts up and it runs through his tent. So radar, you know, helps get him out and then he's all flustered. He ends up going into the swamp uh, and he accuses Trapper of trying to run him over. A jeep
1: through and my tent. tent. A jeep <laughs> through my tent. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Interrupted. Yeah, no,
0: that's, exactly. He's just that sort of <laughs> flustered. Where were you, Trapper? He was here, Henry. When where's here? Here's where we are. Oh.
1: Made sense to blame him, though. Yeah,
0: no, it yeah, did. Yeah. Um. So then Henry kind of wanders out of the swamp. And, uh, you know, after Hawkeye being there for the shooting and then hearing that a jeep went through his tent, he said we should find him because he might not have a later. So then they're out looking for him, and all of a sudden the latrine blows up. <laughs> And we see Colonel Blake with, like, mud or whatever all over <laughs> his face, a toilet seat around his neck, toilet paper everywhere. Uh, then next thing, he's going to go for some R&R because he's dragging down the morale in camp. Nobody wants to be around him because of all this stuff happening. So he's, you know, showing Frank where everything is. And just as he's about to leave, he throws his office keys onto his desk chair, and the chair blows up. <laughs> and, uh, then what we end up seeing is that, uh, as he's waiting for the Jeep, Cowboy comes in and says, well, why don't I just give you a chopper ride down there? A Jeep ride to Seoul will take half a day. I'll get you down there, to, you know, however long. Less time than that. Yes. You know, assumingly less than, like, four hours. Um... So they go, and in the meantime, Hawkeye discovers a bag full of explosives and timers and wires, and that's Cowboy's bag. So, uh, in the air, Cowboy's trying to push Colonel Blake out of the chopper, and then radar comes in while Trapper and Hawkeye are trying to call Cowboy, and he says, I have a letter here from the Cowboy's wife. Now, the thing to remember here...
1: Dear John
0: is if you've never heard of this, right? When um a sweetheart or a wife from back home would write to break up with her man in the military, it was called a Dear John letter. And, you know, the
1: And usually they run away to Reno or something with their with their person that with they their met. New beau. Yeah. Right.
0: And so um they're looking at the letter, and Cowboy says, Where is it from? Prove to me that it's real. So it's from Reno. <laughs> and they open it up and start reading it. And the first line is, Dear John. <laughs>
1: He's like, That's my name! John!
0: <laughs> dear, dear <Jared> John. John. <laughs> and uh, A
1: double dose.
0: <laughs> so, you know, they're expecting um, bad news, and they're expecting Colonel Blake to die, but... It ends up that uh, Cowboy's wife was tempted, but that um, she came through it and she was more deeply in love with Cowboy than ever. And so they get back to camp, and then at the very end, uh, we end up seeing uh, the scene where Colonel Blake comes into the swamp and says, uh, Cowboy has been sent off to the hospital for combat fatigue and stress. So, um keep in mind right combat fatigue was the new term for shell shock which we now call ptsd right so he just it overloaded him and so he needed some time to decompress and his wife was coming over and it was going to be okay
1: and you actually see that combat fatigue in many episodes yeah the one before Mm yeah so it's a it's it's something that happens in any kind of situation that's yeah. a war situation
0: and i think it's good that they show it you know because right. I do too. because it's a real thing and all sorts of military personnel men and women soldiers airmen marines so navy to
1: have addressed it that long ago
0: mm-hmm. to acknowledge it right yeah because i mean in world war ii you know Patton slapped a soldier for that combat fatigue or that combat dodge well, it's a real thing. It's a psychological sure. thing and that's why we get people like Captain Sherman in the previous episode, like we get Major Sidney Friedman, who becomes a very in my mind a very important character in the I series. Think so too. Yeah. But anyway, that's about how it ends. And at the very end of the episode, Henry's holding a martini, mm-hmm. a Jeep backfires, and because of everything that had happened during <laughs> the episode he's he spills his drink over his shoulder onto Trapper.
1: And they all burst out laughing. laughing. Yeah. Because so. no one was hurt this time.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, as far as messages go for me, there are definitely two good ones in this episode. One is the PTSD, you know, that right. they that they do address. Um, and then the other one is just kind of that that longing and that loneliness and that worry that is inherent, especially at that time in. Engagements in wars because. How do you, you
1: handle being away from your family? Yeah, I have that written down too. How yeah. how does each person deal directly with that leaving of the family, especially if you're not being faithful? Mm-hmm. What that person at home doing? That yeah. has to be eating at your insides and mm-hmm. your.
0: And especially at a time where you couldn't just reach out and get in contact with them right away. I mean,
1: No email, no, no internet, no... Yeah,
0: post, uh, the mail takes so long to get to them. Hawkeye in the episode says, you want my letter? It's an invitation to a party that happened last month. Right. And even the phone calling, you're not guaranteed a line. You might not be able to talk to somebody today, even if you wanted to, and that's assuming that you call at a time when they're up. Because, you know, remember, we're like, a third of the global way or whatever, Korea calling back to and the back states. And back in that
1: time, you didn't have your own phone even yeah. in a personal home. You had party lines. Yeah. If you had a phone at all, you had yeah. party lines. Yeah. No one had their own phones. Yeah.
0: Because this would have been roughly fifty to fifty-three, and this was on the early side. So
1: I, I had had party line. Yeah. Growing up, so mm. there there weren't phone lines.
0: Yeah. So you know it, that had to be hard. And I'm glad to see that as a topic in an episode because it is, even there, even kind of back from the lines, which they weren't very far back because MASH will get shelled from time to time.
1: Right. And they have to move, which and is they have what MASH move. means. They yep, have mobile. to mobile. Mobile.
0: But um, even there, it can still happen. You know, that sort of stress and worry and, and then it eats at you and affects your performance. Right. Yeah.
1: Which you saw, clearly. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was a very sane man. You wouldn't know to look at him. You wouldn't know to talk to him. In fact, all the doctors talked to him. He was a friend of everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yet that was happening in the background of this man's head. Yeah. So. No,
0: and I'm sure that the doctors formed really good relationships with those chopper pilots because they wouldn't have been based at the front. You know, they would have been based probably, I don't know, at a MASH or an EVAC. Right. And, you know, to think about what these guys did... I mean, they flew basically into combat. Picked up people. Picked up people at, like, battalion aid stations, which were right off the line, and flew them back. So they were flying into a fight.
1: And being shot at.
0: And being shot at. I mean, that's how Cowboy gets hit in the arm, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not the first time we see that. Right. And in you, the series. Well, right, it's not the only time. it is. The
1: choppers a... go down, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they...
0: So, I mean, these are tough guys, and it takes its toll. But, yeah, I mean, we see the doctors form good relationships with a bunch of different chocolate pilots.
1: One thing about this episode that I noticed with Laura watching it with us, who has yeah. never seen any, this episode is very predictable. <laughs> because she yeah. kept saying, oh, it's Cowboy, right? Oh, it's, and she would say what's happening right. actually before it happened. So this episode was more predictable than most. Because I I would have to say most of them are not predictable.
0: No. No, I agree. But yeah, if if you have any sense of how a story should flow, yeah. Almost immediately it's like, oh, well.
1: (laughs) It's cowboy. It's
0: cowboy. (laughs) She
1: said that like within the first couple minutes of the show.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um... What else?
1: Hojan was back.
0: Hojan was back. <laughs> so, again, he Apparently must Apparently
1: have... college didn't work out for him. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Father oh, uh, yeah. makes an appearance uh, in the operating room. He checks the soldier's dog tags, and it is a private Goldstein. Goldstein, And he says, Trapper, do you think he would mind? And then he starts saying a, a Hebrew prayer. Yes and actually like chanting it which is really cool which
1: means that he studied all the other religions also not Mm -hmm. just his faith but other faiths so that he could be the chaplain to help everyone which you see father mulcahy do a lot yeah and it it just makes me like him so much
0: oh i agree (laughs) you know i think uh in one episode i mean we'll get to this one when we talk about father mulcahy but um major Sidney friedman the psychiatrist mentions about father mulcahy without any training he's a therapist to all these people and he does everything he can to help lift their spirits and so he really is that sort of spiritual figurehead across the board for everybody regardless of
1: right he he doesn't ask you what faith are you mm-hmm. he just attends to what your needs are
0: Yep. Um, As far as characters go, uh, we also see, I think I mentioned, we see Ugly John. He doesn't actually say anything. (laughs) We just see him, and apparently that's enough for him to get credited. And then Nurse Cutler? Nope, she was in the last last one. But we do Do see, for the first time, a Nurse Baker. A
1: Nurse Baker,
0: yes. So I think all she said was, yes, sir. (laughs) I think she was the one who got out of the jeep but she was credited as nurse baker at the end and as i mentioned i think really in the middle part of the series we start to see a lot more nurse Abels, nurse bakers because it's like well well we we're not going to really write anything substantial for them so this is just a nurse a generic nurse and there you go but um yeah so the first as far as I know, the first occurrence of Nurse Baker. Because, yeah, in the last episode we had uh, Ginger, Odessa Cleveland, and uh, Margie Cutler. I don't know her name, her actual name. but
1: Yeah, she was the one that played, uh, let's see, her.
0: Nurse Margie Cutler. Because, yeah, she was in Requiem for a lightweight. She was the one that they um, fought for. She was in she was in the moose the moose she was
1: in yeah mm-hmm. um requiem
0: so yeah. Marsha
1: strassman
0: marcia strassman right okay so yeah she she is a recurring nurse and then toward the end of the series we start seeing that again we start seeing them name the nurses and i think that's partly because the actors start forming a family at that point. I, I
1: think so too. And you can feel mm-hmm. it. You can feel when it happens and
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So
1: So two great episodes again. Yeah. I think they're all good. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, easy for me to say, but um I don't have anything else in my notes. I don't know about you.
0: I really don't either. Um yeah, I think the unfortunate part about this episode, even though again I think it has two good messages in it if you look for them. It was a very predictable episode, and so kind of a short one. Right. In that way, there, right. you know, unlike the last one where there might have been a little bit more content. I certainly have more notes on it. Um,
1: and we could talk more on all the um, combat fatigue that we saw because we saw so much of it. But watch yeah. it and see. and see see what you yourself.
0: see. Yeah, definitely. You know, again, go out to Netflix um, if you have it. It's out there all the episodes so if you're subscribed anyway might as well take advantage of it uh... otherwise you know go out to amazon and you could order from there if you're interested enough mash is available in a box set these days which is great all the episodes are there, the special features if you're really feeling like you need it and you want to uh... help a good cause or help a charity while doing that head over uh... just google Holy Cross, Kacona, Wisconsin, and then what you can do is actually get to Amazon oh, through Holy I Cross, love that. and then if you were to order that or order anything else on Amazon, if you go through that link, uh, Holy Cross
1: gets a percentage.
0: Yeah, so the church we that or our church that we go to, that uh, your brother and Laura's uncle <laughs> is stat, um, you know that they get a cut. and you don't have
1: to do anything just go through that that link or that Mm -hmm. um, page because yeah so easy enough to do
0: yeah um once i redesign the website i'll put a link out there and make it easy but you know if you're going to order something off of amazon if you like this podcast do us a favor get stuff through that link it helps it helps um, our local church and it helps the community but with that, anything else on these I mean, episodes? Nothing
1: else on MASH, so. Okay. Clear.
0: Okay, well, um, you know, if you are enjoying this podcast, uh, we have other episodes. If you haven't listened to them, you can find them on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Just search for Whiskey and MASH, or you can search for Chris Pullman or
1: Gloria Ackerman.
0: And you will find us. If you search my name, you'll probably come across another podcast. Called Chris Reed's Book. That is the other podcast I do, and that's where I am reading chapters from my first book. I'm actually almost done reading through the body of that book, but it is a serial podcast. You can pick that up as well, or if you don't do the whole podcast thing, if you have like an mp3 player, you can head over to uh, the NAR podcast website, n-a-r-c-l-a-n-i-n-c.com, narclaninc.com, and there will be links over there, where you can download the raw MP3 files of either podcast. Download them, put them on your MP3 player. Then you can listen to them, you know, at the gym, while you're driving, to help you get to sleep at night. Whatever, you know, whatever works for you. Um,
1: Chris's voice is great to listen to. <laughs> it's a fun way to read a book. Oh, well, thank you. And get, you know, some knowledge and just a fun fun way to read a book and
0: yeah you know i and that's why i'm doing that the the chris reads book podcast because um i'm trying to become an author and i figure it's a lot easier to listen to a book like i mean i have a third uh 20 minute commute each way for work and it's really nice to just throw that on in the car or right. throw this one on in the car and something else you can do if you're really enjoying this podcast or the other one um, share it with a friend, share it with family, share it with a coworker. someone you know, help us grow our podcast network, help us grow our listener base.
1: And thank you to all you who are listening. Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming back week after week. This has been Whiskey and Mash. And mash. See you next time.
1: See you next week. <gasps> next week, i will be in time.
0: Oh. Yeah. If we record, well, when's he going back? Tuesday. Tuesday? He oh, could do a guest spot. Guest spot. Our <laughs> first guest spot. There you go. That works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Ooh. you need to get a fan.